To be fair, if I'd had 45 hours of you screaming at me, I probably wouldn't want to go for a drink either. Yeah. I love that hat. I love that hat. That is superb. What top's that you're wearing? This is Bristol City. Oh, Bristol. God, today. <laughs> we're, play, we're playing. I feel superstitious. Superstitious about, um, you know, when they're playing, I've got to wear a jacket. I don't know. It doesn't work. <laughs> We've lost the last two fucking games, haven't we? But, you know. Have you? Have they started? Uh, What's the time to kick off? It was six o'clock. So, uh, second half. We've not conceded sure. yet. Nil, nil. Hmm. Yeah. We were looking good up until the lockdown. I assume we were looking good. We weren't looking very good. We were in seventh, but um, we've lost two games. We're in 12th now. Manager's shite. Over, over, uh, kind of, he's got too many players in his squad, and he's got too many ideas and not enough, uh, not enough conviction. He'd be better off with like 15 players, you know? Yeah, yeah. Are you, are you, are you happy the way... Matthew's dress is that I like it uh, your, it's, well, it's, very, it's, it's very MCC standards I like <laughs> the fact that he's the thing is that that hat is more recent that's a more recent AECC baggy blue the original baggy blue I've got somewhere in a cupboard over there and it's a darker blue and it's got a smaller badge um, it's not got the stupid that, yellow that's lines kind of looks, that's kind of it doesn't have the silly yellow lines or anything like that that's, yeah. more, that's kind of more less golden generation that that's more kind of like this is like novelty circus, circus act novelty. They basically relied on you, Hoggy. If I remember from what I heard, you just played with ten other people who just sort of made up the numbers. It was like WG Grace or something like that, you know. What the Aberdeen Uni that I played for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, pub, I, uh, pub cricket pub team. Yeah, that was. It was to be fair. It wasn't much better in my day. <laughs> We just got better. We had better results, I think. I don't know. Everybody else was shit. Somewhere. I don't know. We got to the, the British indoors down at Headingley. That's a good day out. Well, a good weekend. A good night out. Good more night more out, importantly. Yeah. Yeah. We went out and uh, went down the night before. Big one in Leeds. And then played hungover. Mm-hmm. That, was a good, that was a good session. Good. I remember when we, we would go... <laughs> we used to get to these indoor tournaments. and You know, you know like George Nynan at Stonywood. He was kind of... He, he, he got so pissed off that we would go out the night before that we would go down two nights before and go out the first night you got there then spend the whole day hung over and then play the next day and it didn't make a fucking difference we still shit that's exactly what we did Mate, it must be a stony with dice thing because it was Andy McLaren I don't, he would have been after your time there the wicket keeper oh he played at Edinburgh yeah, yeah, that, yeah that's right that's him yeah, yeah. so he was at Aberdeen yeah. doing a PhD yeah and he, he drove the bus and he was raging Everyone else was absolutely shit-faced, hanging like fuck. <laughs> and yeah. He'd, he'd driven all the way down. He'd driven all the way down. A, hadn't had a drink and then oh. taking his cricket serious. I remember well. it because I, I think I was captain or something daft. And I got a slip catch in a six-a-side indoors. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> you must have been captain for there to be a slip. Oh, in a, in... It was so funny. What a bunch yeah. of lads. What a bunch of lads. Good times. Uni cricket's class. Uni cricket was class. You know, we had great, <laughs> great, great times. Uh, 
Hoggy, how have you managed to get a gig at first slip in an indoor game? That is out of range. It was that rough. It was a full cordon, I think. <laughs> good, good times. Good did times, you, that. Did you play cricket at RGU, Liam, or was it just rounders that they played there? Uh, ultimate Frisbee, mate. Ultimate <laughs> <laughs> oh, Frisbee. Um, Jesus. Off, the, gag, the gag's over. I appreciate I thought, it. Though. I thought we'd get dressed up because uh, Liam, Liam said that you're a MCC stalwart. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm a, mem- a member, a recent member, but yeah. Are you, you know? are you still in your probationary period, Pierre? No, I've, I've com- completed, completed, completed. I qualified the same year as the esteemed Umar Mohammed, a far more mm-hmm. esteemed cricketer than me. But uh, but yeah, um, it's a free ticket at Lords, isn't it? That's the kind of that's the that's the the, the sell for me. Yeah, you'll get to mince around in the champagne tent with. Callum Martin and some of the Absolutely. Aberdeen boys, they love it. Absolutely. Be able to t- rub shoulders with some former cricketing greats and tell them about a good fifer I once took at Dulloch Park or something like that, you know. They'll <laughs> okay. really appreciate we'll get it. On, we'll get on to that, Pete, because I haven't got a clue where that is, but we'll find out. I've just come out with that. I don't know. Where is Dulloch Park? I've played there, but somewhere in Fife, I think. Anyway, you, you, yeah. Sorry, carry on. Good to have it's good to have you on. Um, yes. We're kind of what we're kind of doing is we're 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 moving our way around the various leagues in mm-hmm. Scotland, and uh, we're looking for someone uh, with a bit of knowledge of the east or the eastern uh, yeah. league that feeds into the eastern Premier League, um, yeah. which is uh, which is your kind of special subject. But we'll get to that first of all. We're going to fire our power play questions at you. Do you need me to start um, recording this, by the way, or anything? No, no, it's all good. Nah, nah. We're all good, mate. Yeah. Cool. So, Hog, do you want to start the ball? Do you want to start the ball rolling? I'll go, I'll go. So, red ball or white ball? Red ball. Oh, yes. That's Not good. many boys go for the red. Like that one, Pete? That's Privately educated. Goal. Privately educated, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's the way it should be. And I, to be fair, I prefer the longer format as well. I, I like the... I, like I don't know. I, I, I mean, to be fair... If, in all honesty, in Scotland, we should probably just be playing white ball. Unless there's a serious um, attempt to want to play test cricket in this country, I personally think every league to a point should be playing white ball cricket, you know, to, to encourage people to play that format. And also, for smaller grounds, you wouldn't need sight screens, would you? So, you know, exactly. Double win. <laughs> <laughs> Not a bad show. Uh, Stonywood Dice or Aberdeenshire? Stonywood Dice. Did I had you play a there once upon a time? <laughs> I had two years at Stonywood and one year at Aberdeenshire was absolutely Aberdeen. I still owe twenty pounds of subs for Aberdeenshire. Bob Buchan will still be prowling around the car park there every time he saw me at Nets. It was like <laughs> you owe twenty quid, twenty quid. It's, it's awful. I bought nine overs the whole year. Absolutely dreadful. I remember. I remember. I remember. I was like twenty years old, thinking, ah, "This will be a big year. I'll step in Scotland." I'll get I'll get in this league and I'll, I'll play some proper cricket, and <laughs> I've realised I was way out of my depth. <laughs> you know, just like I thought I just went out all the time and uh, and just played. And a very good team, to be fair. But um, but yeah, Stonywood was far far more preferable for me. I would say. Cool, cool. Right, shower, uh, shower with the boys or a Dundee shower. Or shower with the boys. Shower with the boys. 100%. You're not one to forget your towel, Pete. You're you're happy to jump in there. Jump in regardless. No, <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Overseas gun or overseas coach? Overseas gun. 
overseas. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Any particular overseas uh, player from back in the day that you I, like him to? Do you know, the thing is, I don't think he was massively popular, but and it was Aberdeenshire, Kruger, Van Wick. I mean, geez, like, what a player. If you think, what a player in terms of, he wasn't massively popular with certain people in the dressing room, but geez, he, he, you know, he had such a good mindset to be able to make them maximize the most. He's about five foot tall. He's played international cricket and scored 50s and whatnot. You know, he had an absolute drive and a real, you know, I think, I think if you've got an overseas gun with that sort of mentality, a lot of people can learn from that, actually. And if you just get an overseas coach, all right, if they're, unless they're outstanding personality-wise, I think a lot of people get annoyed at that, you know, that they're not actually offering anything on the field. You need to be inspired in both aspects, I think. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's right. played at quite a few clubs up this way, hasn't he, Hulk? He's played at, obviously, Manifield, Aberdeenshire, West uh, Lothian. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he played at Stonywood, yeah. Kruger. I think he was at Stonywood for a year. See, Must have been before yeah. Manifield then. They signed him uh, off the yeah. back of a good year. He was, in, he was in the caravan for a year, I think. One year's enough. Yeah. Yeah. He once scored a 50 left-handed and a 50 right-handed. <laughs> That man, wow. yeah, yeah, joke. Mm. Yeah, he's a good. He was a good player. Did well to go and no, play for New player. Zealand, didn't he? Yeah, yeah absolutely. I wonder how that came about. I said, fun, I, 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 I mean, sorry to interrupt, but it was weird because I remember he when he was at Aberdeenshire that one year. I lived in New Zealand for a year, and I remember all he did was ask me questions about New Zealand the entire time. And then he moved to New Zealand, and he didn't let on anything. And then he moved and played over there. I think the coach there was a coach. Of his in South Africa moved there or something like that. Yeah, quite common, that isn't it? Sense. Mm. So take it. So basically, what what you're telling us, Pete, is <laughs> you had set Kruger Van Wyk onto international stardom. Absolutely, I'd say. Yeah, uh, he puts if he's writing an autobiography, he'd uh, he'd put it all down to me. <laughs> Not at all. Brilliant, brilliant. Uh-huh. Right, Craig Wallace or Andy Wallace. I'd have to say Andy Wallace. I don't know Craig well enough to, to uh, um, but Andy, yeah. Too much Good of a lad. slogger to say Craig. Yeah. <laughs> tomato sauce in the cupboard or tomato sauce in the fridge? In the fridge at the moment. Yeah? I, yeah, I don't know. It's migrated at the moment, but yeah. yeah. Oh, what, so you'd pre- previous in the cupboard? Yeah, but it's gone into the fridge just during lockdown, I think. I don't know. I don't know. Bad experience. To be fair, it's pretty dodgy leaving it in the cupboard. Yeah. In the fridge. Yeah, yeah always a fridge in this household mm-hmm. as well. Right. CrossFit or proper weightlifting? I've never done CrossFit. Where does this yeah. come from? That's a ridiculous <laughs> question. It's just a classic so it's a little bit closer to home, Peter, than you might know. Right? You might think. <laughs> well, I, yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd say weight. I'd say weightlifting. I've been lifting a few weights during lockdown, just yeah. for the fun of it. So, yeah. I don't know why you would do CrossFit. To be fair, I, I can't see why it would like help your cricket or anything like that. Bit of a bit of nah. a strange one. Seems yeah, like a yeah, bit yeah, of a kind of hipster's choice. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Um. Cricket at an independent private school or get down your local club? 
I'd say get down your local club in all honesty. I, sp- I grew up playing for like a really local, like sort of the earth type team, really good, like a good crack in Western Supermare. But I also went to a private school at the same time. And I far more enjoyed the cricket I played at my club than I did at school. From school, it was just you were picked based on how much your parents were paying fees wise. <laughs> And I was, and I was, and I wasn't paying much, so that was, that was it. You're an old Clistonian, if I'm right. Is that correct? That's that's right. That's right. I actually saw on Twitter today the head coach was uh, has retired after 23 years at Clifton. He was my coach. I absolutely hated him. Oh no! <laughs> Absolute prick. <laughs> It's all these tweets underneath. You're seeing them going, "Oh, he was such a great bloke." I'm thinking, oh. he picked me. He picked me in my in like in like fifth form and lower sixth form, and then in upper sixth I got canned. Got, got, got brought in the youngsters. Story of my <laughs> life. <laughs> anyone? Did anyone come out of that school, Pete? Uh, to kind of any fame or notoriety? Well, I mean. N- Previously, James Kirtley, who played for England. Oh, I. Um, and Matt Windows, yeah. who played for Gloucester. Um, but ironically, my club side, Pete Trigo, played at my club. And he obviously was at Somerset and is now at Nottinghamshire. Um, yeah, so, so yeah, I mean, there was, uh, Clifton's got a good pedigree. I know they spend a lot of money giving scholarships to cricket folk and all, whatnot. I think there's a few kids in England under 19s there at the moment. And whatnot. So we would you ever have played in the same team as uh, Peter Trigo? He'd be a bit younger than you, is he? Yeah. No, Peter Trigo is older than me, but I played in the same oh, team as him. He actually, fun enough, he came back, he got into a bit of a misdemeanor at Somerset in 2005 or whatnot and ended up playing, playing back at the club. And it was before I was, I was thinking I was down from uni for a summer and I played with Peter Trigo for the whole of that summer until he got, and it was class. Unbelievable. It's hilarious because he was just, <laughs> it was like Division Three Somerset League and you've got this county player like absolutely, but he had a dreadful temperament. So it was just he would go out. The team with the opposition would spread the field. Like you could spread the field everywhere, and he'd get fifty hole out, and he'd come charging into the dressing room, throwing his kit, going, "That's a fucking joke. They're throwing everybody everywhere. What you know? There's no respect." I'm like, Pete, you're the best cricketer in the league by a mile. What what do you expect them to do? Do you expect them to line up with five slips in a gully? They're not going to fucking do that, are they? And then he'd go and bowl furious and just try and hit people and didn't get a wicket. You know, it was kind of like that. It was quite fun. But then he got picked up by Middlesex and he ended up the season at Lords and uh, ended up in the second. So, you know. The rest was history. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realise you went to Nottingham. He went this season. This season, yeah, he's gone to Nottingham. White ball specialist. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, short and format, isn't he? player. Right, what we got here then? Costa catch at the 2009 T20 World Cup or the Budge and Watt catch against Pakistan in 2018? Uh, the Budge and Watt catch. Oh, and wow. I, I, it was the, was the, I mean, I had, the, I had a great view of that. I was, and it was just <laughs> the, 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 the most unbelievable catch. I mean, Costa's catch in 2009 was pretty special. Um, made it look hard, didn't he, by running underneath it? He made it look hard. And I think that, you know, back then, <laughs> back then it was a different era. It was a different, it was, it was a kind of, that, that catch, even though I don't think they won the game, a bunch and what, it was, um, it was during an era where you kind of felt that the catches, it really mattered. That was going to be like a chance to win the game. Whereas yeah. I think at that point, South Africa were on 190 or something like that, <laughs> 14 overs. But uh, yeah. 
But yeah, it was, that was good. I remember, yeah. yeah, I remember seeing the photo, and you could clearly see yourself in the background of the, the budging walk catch. It's, uh, yeah. yeah, for me, that's, that's right up there. I don't know how, Budge has got such a short time to think about what he's doing with the ball and ah. to throw it around the back there. Is, I was going to say, we're probably giving Watty a bit too much credit. You should probably yeah, say yeah, the, yeah. Budge, the Budge throwback. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Fair yeah. point. It's a pity that, do you know what? It's a pity, I think the coverage of that is quite sketchy. I looked for it on YouTube the other day. It's a pity that one on Sky because that would be shown oh. time and time again. That Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Unbelievable catch that. Uh, moving on and kind of connected quite well Grange or Carrollton <laughs> I think Grange a great place to play cricket and I can see the pavilion from my from my window over there <laughs> in the island right this is a big one Phil Phil <laughs> Phil Mickelson or Tiger Woods Phil Mickelson oh Phil Mickelson Phil Mickelson Mate, I, loved, hero. I loved your tweet the other day. I couldn't like that quick enough. <laughs> it's a shame he uh, bottled it at the weekend. <laughs> oh, he was stressful at the weekend, but what an inspiration. 50 years old. Well, he's, uh, and just living the, living the best life, that man. He lives the best life. I was... Uh, Have you ever... Hi, go ahead. Are you walk? Are you walk? Go, go. Oh, uh, he's... What about that, um, that fast that he did? With the, yeah, with that's the coffee and water. Interesting, <laughs> interesting. But you kind of like, with Phil Mickelson, I could trust him on anything. You know, if he said just oh. eat bat shit for a living, I'd, you know, think that's, 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 that's a good, good thing to do. So did it. <laughs> yeah, all he, what he did, Liam, was he, he would drink 16 ounces of water in the morning with a, a shot of 16 ounces of coffee with mixed with like Manuka honey, Himalayan pink salt, uh, cinnamon because it's like an anti-inflammatory, and, and the rest of the day, we just drink water. And he did it for six days straight, lost 30 pounds. It's like 13 kilos or something. Jeez, oh. Yeah. Look at, look at the nick of Phil Mickelson at 50. Compare him to like when he was 32. Yeah. And he looks far better and healthier and fitter. Yeah. Kind of like Peter Pan type stuff in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he said it was just like a hard reset, but what, what a player. Mate, do you listen to No Laying Up? You're a golf fan. I, I, I am a I am a golf fan, but I, do, I don't. I've been. I listen to too many podcasts, but Aye. I don't listen to. I don't listen to no laying up. Too busy listening to halfway up middle. <laughs> well, when you get when you get a minute, go listen to the um, what's it called again? Okay, it's just the one with Phil Mickelson. Just type in no laying up, Phil Mickelson. It's like mm-hmm. a he's not actually on the podcast. They just talk about him, but some of the stories are just gold. Oh, like he, yeah. he put twenty thousand dollars on the Ravens to win the, was it the Super Bowl or something like that, at mm-hmm. 22 to 1 came in. And then the following year, 20, another 20 grand on his, the Major League Baseball team that he follows. They were at, they were at uh, 38 to 1 and it came in. Oh my God. Unbelievable. He likes a flutter. He likes a flutter. Yeah. I heard that Callaway paid, paid off all his gambling debts at some point. Yeah, didn't well, some boy got... Some boy got allegedly, done. allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> Some boy got done for um, for money laundering, and his his biggest client was Phil Mickelson. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> got proper <laughs> He's one of these guys. Phil, he could get away with anything, couldn't he, Phil Mickelson? Ah, yeah. He could. Yeah. 
no, good little story for you no. about Phil Mickelson was obviously he's a famous left-hander and he he learned to play that way because he he learned facing his dad who's yeah. obviously right-handed and that's the way he kind of mimicked him facing him and that's how he developed the left-hand swing. Yeah, that that was disappointing because he's not really a lefty and. Part of the reason I started following him when I was young was because I'm left-handed and I thought, yeah. this is the guy to follow, but he's not really lefty. But, you know. The fraud. The you plastic your, lefty. You base your golf game on Phil Mickelson? I, if I, in That's terms of me, degree me, in the bag. mentality, yes. Ability, not. <laughs> no one here. <laughs> what, what's in the bag? Talk us through your golf bag quickly. I, I, have, got, I have got actually a 60-degree wedge and a 58-degree wedge. <laughs> <laughs> Good, I can't, uh, I can't use either. Yeah, I know. Don't know. We don't know anything. I just saw them there the other day. <laughs> it's good. Just alternate between the two. Different way of thinning it across the green. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Smokies or Brideys, Pete? Oh, I'm bright. I'm Brideys. I'm Brideys. Yeah, had a, a Smokie before. I'm not a fish. I'm kind of allergic to fish, so. I'm a big Bridie fan, huge Bridie fan. Spawn, Pete, and even if you weren't allergic to fish, you'd still choose Bridies. Good man. Probably. You get, you although, get mixed although, up with your pasties. You must be pretty close to pasty I'll, country down I, there. I, I'm a big, big pasty fan. I think that's where it comes from. But Liam won't like the fact that the best Bridie I've ever had was at Dunfermline Athletic Football Club. Oh, East End Park. East End Park. I imported them from Forfar specifically for that game. Perhaps. I knew I was coming. <laughs> <laughs> right, the Meadows or Meyer side? Oh, Meyer side, hundred percent. The Meadows is the worst place to play cricket in the world. Man, I can't. I honestly cannot imagine playing a game of cricket there. I've played there and had numerous games stopped due to just Neds walking on the pitch, taking the stumps, and walking away again. <laughs> That's ridiculous. I've stood in countless dog shit. In the outfield there. <laughs> I've seen people break their ankles on the outfield. Oh no. And stuff. I mean oh, it's it's awful. horrific. And then they've got these kind of like beach cabin huts for changing in, which where you fit, fit eleven people into a shed essentially. It's awful. Mm. Moving on swiftly. Pint mm. sesh or nip sesh? Pint sesh. Solid. Are you into what your for being down there? Sorry. Next country. Oh, cider. I like the cider down in the West Country. But, um, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I think you can only really have cider if you're in the West Country. I'm not a big cider, like a Magnus. It's got to be the local stuff. The cloudy mm. stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. Warm-up football or warm-up rugby? Football. Warm-up football. Despite, despite the private, educated background, I'm definitely um, football all the way. Rain card or early night? Rain card, 100%. Ooh, controversial. Friday night session before a match, Pete? Uh, yeah, it just sort of has landed that way. I had a couple of times where I got a few decent holes at the back of one <laughs> hour's sleep. <laughs> and I certainly remember one of a long time ago which involved a young Matthew Parker. Um, <laughs> I genuinely, you probably don't remember this because you were about that. 17 or something uh, like that, <laughs> allegedly. Um, but before a Scottish Unis fixture against some sort of Caledonian academy 
and Sterling. I don't think you were allowed to play them. You weren't allowed to play the next day. I think you were in a lot of trouble. But uh, oh, I remember that. In oh, that Sterling, was, that was funny that day. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. was uh, Fubar, wasn't it? Sterling Fubar. Fubar with like Rice Road Train. Remember people like that? Richie Gallagher. Remember Richie Gallagher. Yeah. Hanging, hanging off the lights. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. He was hanging off the lights. Yeah. And then I got back to my, we were staying in some halls of residence in Sterling and uh, so everyone had put fish in people's pillows. So you woke up the next <laughs> morning. Yeah. Brutal. What a waste of fish. Could waste of fish. I remember standing at Gully the next day and uh, one got slammed and it just hit me in the stomach. <laughs> just went straight down. Didn't even see it. <laughs> I oh, man, that is so funny. I remember that because, yeah, me and uh, little Sparky, Mark Petrie, we weren't, we weren't allowed to play. Dick Auchinleck was the manager. And he uh -huh. was like, no, no, no chance. Put the foot down because we were like, playing youth cricket and stuff like that for Scotland. He was like, you're supposed to be setting an example, not going <laughs> yeah. out in the pits. So yeah, dropped, yeah. I think we did play, but maybe batted like six or seven, but then it started to rain. So yeah. the game got washed out. Yeah, That's it. I, remember, I remember that piece. We were considered very bad influences, the Scottish unis being involved in that. So uh, we're not invited back the following year. <laughs> <laughs> I think that must have been the first year of it running and then you boys got the can straight yeah. after that. <laughs> you just keep it, keep it to three teams. You don't need the students to make it four. That is gold. Cool. No, back to your uh, warm-up football, warm-up rugby. Is that, what do you play at Watson's? Football. Uh, we play football. Okay. How, how's that go? Any, any handy players? Can't imagine nah, there being many in the Watson's. Not, well, we had Shaka last season, but I wouldn't say, he thought he was a good footballer. Ah, yeah. Just because he's from the West Coast, thinks he's a yeah, footballer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, or like Andy Chalmers as well. He, he'd be mm -hmm. looking to pick it up, surely, would he? Ah, yeah, he's handy. He's handy. Just a good sportsman. You want to play rugby touch. with him. Definitely noticed through warm up football in the past though is how bad are like South African professional cricket oh. football. Oh. That awful. Absolute <laughs> quaver to United, aren't they? It's <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> unbelievable how bad they are. Oh, they're bad. Remember yeah. um Hoggy, oh, remember Adam Lilly? He oh. was like he was next level. <laughs> Oh, anyone, wow. anyone from the southern hemisphere. To be fair, you're you're pushing yeah. it, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. I got bad. snapped last last year by our overseas amateur. I actually was kind enough to give him a, a set of bowling boots. I bought a set of bowling boots a couple of years ago, thinking, oh, maybe maybe have a comeback. <laughs> that never happened. So I gave him basically a brand new pair of bowling boots. Three games later, he's two footed me in the warm up. Oh, it's a polite, polite way of asking you to play for the second team. I think. <laughs> I, <know>. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't far away, to be fair. That was the what? That was the before the Scottish Cup semi. We got rolled for thirty. That was a good day. Not nah, Harriet. Yeah. Quick game's a good game. Quick game's a good game. The bulldozers on that on. place ASAP. So you know that's a four G Astrocast for better. <laughs> what was that? You stocked up on the one pint cans coming home though. Oh, that's, a, that's the best thing about Harriet's uh, tenants, pint tinnies. Yeah, Beautiful. yeah, good little bar, that. Mm. Right, right, moving on. Is, uh, so, Gloucester win the county champ or Bristol City win promotion to the Prem? <sighs> oh, that's a really tough one. <laughs> that's, it's got to be Gloucester winning the county champ, oh, truth be that. told, because be they've never done, never done it. 
What about Bristol City winning the Prem? Not just winning promotion, winning it, doing a Leicester. I could genuinely see Gloucester winning the county championship at some point in the next hundred years. Bristol City aren't going to win the Premier League in a thousand, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Bristol, uh, Bristol, Gloucester, they're not just always in Div 2. Just got promoted. Just got oh, promoted. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Got promoted. Um, so they've got good, good young players. Good young players. That James Bracey, he could make the England team. Aye, yeah. Got mm-hmm. oh, what about Stokes as well? Being yeah, the captain. What do you think of that? Interesting. Yeah. Um, I well, yeah, I quite, I quite like sort of hot-headed guys being the captain. I always thought Stuart Broad could have been captain of England, to be honest with you, but. I don't know. Not a bad, not a bad show. I, yeah. I think I, when I first heard about it, I thought it was um, going to be like long term, but then I realised it's just because he's because the route's away for yeah. um, having his having his kids. But I don't know about Stokes being captain. If it's only for one game, fair enough. But just let him be the one. Do you know what I mean? Like he's the best player. Just let him be the best player. That, well, yeah, that's a fair point. It certainly ruined Flint off, didn't it? So yeah, I was yeah. going to say. Yeah, hopefully he's not taken off in any pedalos. After the first <laughs> um, big fish in a small pond, or small fish in a big pond. Big fish in a small pond, obviously. <laughs> Good answer. Not even big though; medium size. <laughs> <laughs> win the league or win the Scottish Cup. This is with what's on ends. Or oh, win, either or. Uh, win the win the uh, win win the league. Win the league. Win the league with Watsonians. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it, mate. Like it. Have you boys added yeah, to, the, to the side? I've heard the, remember, what he mentioned that Watsonians are going to have a good side. Have you added boys to the team? There's a few. There was, there, we, we had a different pro coming over. Um, forget his name. Sort of batting leg spinner. Oh, I um, but we also had brought in um, Parker Neem from Carlton. Sort of wicketkeeper. Okay. Um, and um, and we got a couple of a couple of students, a guy called Rob Thurwell, who played at Kostorfin. Looked really handy in nets, genuinely like pretty good. I don't know where he'd been hiding before. And we had a couple of guys actually from Harriet Watt Uni who sort of rocked up at nets. Looked oh, really good. Yeah. And the thing about it was, it's the change. I've, I mean, I've only been at the club for a year, and the, the change in mentality at the club over the off season with Andrew Chalmers becoming director of cricket. And just kind of getting things right in terms of just you know you know what's in has got abundance of resource, abundance of you know opportunity and a production line in terms of a school. Yeah. And it just felt when I joined, it was kind of being run a bit like Marchman was, you know. It was just um, and 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 I don't no disrespect to Marchman or indeed Watsonians, but it was just kind of kicking along, assuming it'll everything will be all right. But I mean. Uh, you know, DB Andy Chalmers has really pulled it together. He's, I mean, I think our Twitter has been fantastic over ah, it's been the class. lockdown and just yeah. sort of just keeping things going and, and yeah. creating a bit of a buzz. So I think that's good because that momentum, whatever cricket, if any cricket we get to play this year, will be played with a decent side and I'm sure we'll attract new players in the long run as well. So yeah. uh, We'll need to get him on and talk about that because that's a good role that. Is he, still, is he still teaching or is he just... Full-time director of cricket. Now, now he's still teaching. He teaches at a different school, like a like oh, a, a school out in Trenent. And um, but he's just really sort of taken on. He doesn't do anything like by half. It's like yeah, I'll do it. He's I think he's given up playing 
amateur rugby or even he's semi-professional rugby player. I so played for for the what's the, for what's that. Yeah. Was it yeah. Super Seven? Yeah, he was in the yeah. Super Six, the professional kind of or semi-pro setup. They were looking to yeah. other provincial at sixteens, but yeah, I must admit, I here here with the social media, it's been superb. Um, mm-hmm. Even the little drills in the garden with the the chairs yeah. and the baskets and throwing the balls and stuff—that's that's great to see. Like it is. Um, he said, he said, I saw him the other. I saw him the other day, and he said he reckons more adults than kids that have been watching it. And then, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, day out at Celtic Park or a day out at Ibrox? Mm-hmm. Day out at Celtic Park, I would say. I would have to say, and I'm not just saying it because of you lot. Um, but uh, <laughs> Gayfield or Station Park? <laughs> <laughs> oh, have, you to, have you been to either I've, of those places? Never, never, not, not been to either, but I, but, um, I want to go to Gayfield but I would say, purely because it's one of these grounds that just is. Well, I mean, how can you build a football ground that's so close to the fucking sea? Oh, know? man, it's, it's actually a really nice ground, to be fair. Uh-huh. Yeah, good good, uh, yeah. good surface as well. Mm-hmm. Right, a night out in Dundee or a night out in Aberdeen? Mm-hmm. Um, I think it, it would have to be Dundee now, but Aberdeen, if you gave me Aberdeen in 2005, I'd, I'd be there <laughs> like a shot. <laughs> well, what was going off then? Liquid would have been the thing, would it? Oh, liquid. Oh. Snafu on a Thursday, Tiger oh, Tiger on a Monday, liquid on a Wednesday. Did you see much amen, of amen. El Sweeney in that time, or is he too, too cool no, being, you know, being it's, a cool it's, barman? It's funny, we, 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 we didn't, me and them didn't cross paths until after university, despite having similar mates during our entire university period. <laughs> it's kind of weird. Yeah. I thought, I thought it was because you were at uni together, you boys knew each other. Nah, it was, it was, it was post-uni. Yeah. Post-uni, about a year post-uni. Yeah. yeah. I went to, Pete's, went to Pete's flat once before, was it Oasis at Murrayfield, Pete? Yeah, yeah. yeah 2009 that was, or something? Yeah, that was where it all began. <laughs> all them in good concert. Uh, Ewan Chalmers or Andy Chalmers? Oh, and, and I don't know Ewan well enough. It's, it's yeah. say Fraser. Yeah. <laughs> it's Chubby, what's the story? Is he just... Um, just not playing. It's the question that everybody asks every week. Is he coming back? Is he coming back? It's been asked for it. I don't, I don't know. He played one game last year against Stonywood and got a good ball. And then that, that's, that's the say, last he saw. Just say he missed a straight one, Pete. He missed Cracked. a straight one. Yeah, uh, a lady calf might have uh, cracked the whip. I saw it. He, he was starting to play golf a little bit on social yeah. media. It was a wee bit of uh, golf action, but. Don't make me just bored. Well, it's a concern, isn't it, with no cricket and golf courses being open? <laughs> True. Right, final question. Take a game for the MCC or slam your finger in the car door. <laughs> very good, very good. It's got to be take a game for the MCC. Oh, oh. shocker. Oh, Pete, you've let us down, mate. I just never know who's listening, do you, you know? I don't want my membership rescinded. <laughs> who's the who's like the master of the memberships now for Scotland? It used to be Rhino, did it not? Yes, I think Jamie Kerr. I think it oh. is Jamie Kerr. Um, just get so down, yeah. to, just get down to Carlton and fill him with some lager, and it'll be all right. He'll he'll well, sign you off for another year. <laughs> yeah, it's a good plan. Yeah. Pete, was I right in thinking uh, you were in the side that? 
was involved in making history in 2019. You played in the side that Catherine Bryce became the first female to play in the Premier League in Scotland. Uh, it's correct, yeah. And, and also Sarah played a game as well, I think. See, I told you, Liam. Sorry, I thought it was Catherine. Catherine played first and Sarah... Catherine played a couple of games and Sarah played <laughs> uh, one game as well. Yeah. yeah. And what, what was your thoughts? I tell you, I, I think... It's... <laughs> they're very good cricketers, both of them, as in... You know, good. I just got a, a different mentality, in, 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 and I mean that in, the, in a in a far more professional sense than the, the way that we were probably taking the game at that stage of the season. Um, you know, Catherine came in just not not a problem at all, fitted in, excellent fielder. You know, I mean, less. You know, just at men men's cricket. She's not bowling very quickly, but she moves the ball in the air more than probably anybody else in the team. Um, and as batsmen, both, both or bats, batswomen, I should say, um, both, both of them, um, really solid. I mean, I remember in particular, we played Carlton, and I think it was Sarah who played, and Corne Dry, the pro there, bold and uh, very competent. Not like, as in, it wasn't like a case of sort of backing away and getting a bat. It was right in behind it, no bother at all. Um, yeah, yeah. Used the pace off the ball really well. Put a good partnership on with our with our pro. Took us up to a decent score. So yeah, yeah very impressed. And I think it's I think it's, it's absolutely crucial that women's cricket in Scotland continues to grow because I know how important that is to becoming a full member country. And I think you know it's, it's, it's so important. Yeah, it's, it's definitely getting yeah. better. And they've they've just signed pro contracts, haven't they, or like semi professional contracts down south? Yeah, yeah. I remember I had a quite an interesting chat with Catherine about the hundred. I've got, I've got my own views on the hundred. I'm a big fan of it. But like I was saying to her about, are you going to play in the hundred? And she was saying, yeah. But she said that at, the, at that point in time, she said it was very difficult to understand the rules, and all the players were kind of confused about changing ends and all the rest of this and stuff. Um, but I, yeah, I, I'm sure they'll make a good go of it. I just hope they continue to play for Scotland and don't go down. And I know it's a difficult one, but I know like Lee Kasparek and um, Kirsty Gordon have obviously gone on to other other options. But I think if we can, if we can, if they can make a living and still play for Scotland, I hope I hope that's possible. Yeah, yeah, definitely. This definitely. Is, I, I listened. Have you listened to the Stony Dice podcast, Pete? It's quite good. It was interesting. The interesting one was with the girls and Fiona Urquhart. She was saying that that like the. You can't not turn down a, a contract, can you? If you're going to get one down there and potentially... Well, well, that's it. That's it. And, geez, they must be pretty close. I think if there's only... The t they're both in the top 25 players. I know, yeah. Yeah. Fair play. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Certainly worked hard. And I saw them on social media as well doing some training in the garage over lockdown as well. So, yeah. yeah they love it. They way. love it. They, lo they absolutely yeah. love it. And you can see they're totally dedicated to it. And they're young. They, you know, they could go really far. Fair dues to them. Yeah, definitely. So, Pete, we've got to the crux of the matter. We set you uh, a task of um, selecting a side that was um, the best of, of the East, East League. I suppose that was that what you would refer to? ESCA? Or yeah, ESCA. 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 East League. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
I know it's changed. The thing is, uh, it's changed a wee bit because obviously, I think at the start of the, well, 20, 2010, you were talking at nas- three national leagues or Prem 1 2, and then there was the regional leagues. And now it's almost like it's truncated a little bit where there's been some of those teams have fallen into the East League and things like that. Yeah, because we, we, I had a look at it, and you can see obviously there's a lot of the bigger second 11s play in that league. So mm. kind of Grange were in there, I think Carlton, possibly Harriet. Um, mm-hmm. And then there's like Kelso and Gala, and then there's Fruhi, um, and then there's I think Linlithgow or West Lothian are, are the league below. So it's kind of encompassing teams from kind of traditionally different areas. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there, there used to be a Borders League. I think obviously, I mean, about 2012-13, I think what wasn't it when they changed the National League to the East and West Prem? Yeah. And they also, when those sort of sides got incorporated back into the East League, they also scrapped, ended the Borders League and all these sort of Borders teams came in and it was kind of was weird because they all came in at different levels. I think they finished the league or whatever, six teams, and each team got to come in at a different league. So they, so if you came first, you came in one, two, three, four. But it was ridiculous because some of the Borders teams were actually quite good and they were sort of lingering down the leagues and they came flying through. Aye. So, uh, yeah. What would you, what would you, having played a bit of cricket all over, what would you say the kind of strength of uh, of ESCA or East League is? It's, it's funny, it kind of varies from year to year. Um, I think when I look at sort of the difference between, say, playing in, in the East Prem this little, in 2019 to previous years, I'd say there's, there's a lot of talented cricketers in the East League of, of kind of all ages, but there's no infrastructure in the in the in the clubs apart from the second 11 and third 11 clubs in terms of own maybe owning your own ground or having a bar facility and having a youth set up so it's very transient particularly when you've got a city like edinburgh some clubs will be really good one year because they've got an influx of players or their players are more available and things like that and much we used to have guys who were brilliant players but were available five games a season a brilliant place to the point where you'd be like you'd be in the Grange first team next week if, if they got hold of you, you know? Um, How did that move come about, Pete? How did you choose Marchmont on getting to uh, arriving in Edinburgh? Presumably, it, you, did you take a job in Edinburgh? Or? I took, it, took a job in Edinburgh after I finished uni and I'd been playing at Stonywood in Aberdeenshire and I remember playing for Stonywood um, and we were doing a lot of travelling. Um, it was still the National Leagues. We stayed here down in Dumfries, so in a tent overnight, playing away. I, I was mental. Uh, I slept in a think one time, and we were playing, you know, it's, and I thought to myself, when I moved to Edinburgh, I'm just going to play for a, a I want to play for a club. Think about Stunio, a great club, but, you know, there were a lot of big personalities in there, and I thought, I'm, I want to join a club and make a difference, you know? And I knew that there were some really big traditional Edinburgh clubs, and I thought, I just... I see what clubs are around that are playing the East League or whatever, and I can maybe, I maybe was thinking a bit like, oh, I can take a few wickets and score a few runs or whatnot. Little was I to know I, <laughs> I was kind of not going to do that, but, um, but, but more sort of make a difference and have an impact. And I just saw, I just searched on websites, and Marchant's got a cracking website at the time. I mean, this was 12 years ago, had a cracking website. They, they were really resp- re- responsive went to the nets and I thought, geez, there's some really good players here. So a lot of old boys, but good players. And that kind of was it. I was just kind of sucked in from there. So you played for them for 10 years, Pete? 10 years. Yeah, 10 years. So you're definitely yeah. the man to do this podcast. 
I, <laughs> I kind of left in a in a in a kind of uh, in a bit of a flash. So it wasn't I wasn't expecting to to leave. But uh, the season 2018, I was counting, <laughs> fell to pieces. We won the first ten games, and then the last six we won one, tied one, and lost four. Went from top to third, didn't get promoted, and uh, I'd had enough. I think I. I think everybody was sick of me shouting at them, and I was sick of shouting at them. You know, it was kind of like that. Um, yeah. So, what league did you take them from, and where did you where did you leave? So, when we started, we we were in East League Two, right? Okay, which at the time, if you think about it, was you've got Prem One, Two, East League One, East League Two, so fifth tier. And by 2015, we were in the Esca Championship, which. I like to think it's the second tier, you know, or the yeah, East yeah. Championship. So we got to there. We did go back down a level. And then that season, we were looking to try and get back up into that, into that level. I mean, I would say, you know, everything got a bit squashed, though, as well. So, you know, there were more teams at respective levels. Yeah, yeah. Was that, who picked you at the post? Was that, was that friend of the show, Ali Farouk's Harriet? It was friend of the show, Ali Farouk's Harriet. It was actually, and this is the thing, it, it was funny. We, we, we played Watsonians 2's the week like three weeks ago, and we bowled them out for 73. <laughs> but you didn't have, it was a dreadful pitch at Cavalry Park, 73. And we thought, oh, we'll chase that, no bother. And we were, I don't know, 15 for five. And I, I was batting with one of our young lads and uh, one of our student lads. And we sort of edged up a partnership. But obviously, you don't have independent umpires in this. And my good friend, Ben Durden, was umpiring at the other end. And um, we got to within about 16 of the total, about seven down, and he gunned me out. Um, oh. and um, I was I lost the plot with him he's a good mate of mine and, and we fell out for about a week I remember we had to we had to go up we had, we had to meet up in midweek at the, during the festival this was we met up in one of the beer guns and the festival I had to buy him a few pints and apologise because I went absolutely nuts because that game was tied and then the following week we patched things up went played Harriet's pulled them out for 110 and they pulled us out for 108 I mean it was awful oh, awful. oh yeah so so obviously, over that time, you've seen quite a few players, like you say, come and go. So you, you should have quite mm -hmm. a good knowledge of it. I think you did. You tell me that Munzee had played in a, a game. oh oh yeah. I mean, she's that's the thing about the East League, and and you look. I mean, I look over this 10, 12 years. I've been playing in it. You've got you've had Mark Watt as a youngster playing at Leith. You've had George Munzee when he first arrived at Musselburgh. You've had Sam Hain who plays for England Lions, who played at Musselburgh. Um, yeah, you've seen these young lads. I mean, I'm trying to think. Uh, I mean, you look back a few years beyond that, I think a lot of these smaller clubs have actually produced some really important players. Uh, Safi and Sharif was at Largo to begin Aye. with. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Um, a beautiful ground, that is. And, um, that is a good packing ground, isn't it? Are they, the, in that, so are they in that league, are they? They're in, like, Esker 3, I think, now. They've, they've lost a lot of players, but... Um, but, yeah, I mean, so, so you've seen some really good young players, and obviously with the Grange 2s and the... Um, a Carlton twos. I think Ali Evans would have been playing at one stage. I think you know mm -hmm. the Soul Brothers. I remember playing against them when they were a Grange, Grange second team. Um, so yeah, it's it's it's. But then you also see all these other guys, all these guys who've stalwarts of the lower leagues kicking about yeah. um, over the years as well. So yeah, it's been pretty good in that regard. Right. Well, we'll get we'll get stuck into it then. Get no into worries. Into that side. So who's so open, do you want me who's to open the batting? Who's yeah. opening the batting? So I've got opening, and I, I put a, I just put one extra caveat on this. Beyond your your rules about not having guys who play for Scotland or overseas players, 
thought you kind of had to play at least three seasons in this sort of lower league to like make that. it sort of worth worthwhile. Yeah. So I've got a guy opening, a guy called Cash Hussein. He's an opening batsman at Edinburgh CC. Oh, okay, you're kind of looking a bit puzzled, um, perhaps. But he, he's, he's played at Kostorfin, I think, a season as well. But he, he's a cracking player. He's captain of, of Edinburgh CC for a few years. He's played the whole time. He's about, I put him about 30-odd um, age-wise. He scored double tons in Esker 1. He scored, you know, he scored big scores. If you look back through the years, he's always kicking about the top 10 of the runs scored. And he's, he's, he's a decent guy as well. He really conducts himself in a great way on the field. Very positive cricketer. Just slams it. You know, I've seen him, Aye. you know, just pick up the short ball and hit it into, in, onto the bypass. Their ground's right next to Edinburgh Bypass and he just slams it. I mean, superb. I think, would I be right in saying, Pete, do they play in the, the kind of round robin for the T20? Do they play in that league? They do, yeah, yeah. Game. They play in the yeah. Masterton, yeah, yeah. The Masterton, yeah. Because yeah. I think I've seen some of their social media where it might not be cash, but some of the guys can hit large balls, like, and they kind of had cool commentary on the side. Absolutely, um, yeah, yeah. It was, it was really good, actually. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah Carlton, I remember watching them play against Carlton. But that yeah. day, the Carlton pro, I think he might have got a double hundred. In the 20th game, something, something yeah. Michael Castle. It was yeah. Michael Castle. I, I, rem- I remember that. I remember that. But, the, I mean, I think they've turned over a few big clubs in that Masterton on occasion. Like, I think they... I want to say Harriet's beat them with a six off the last ball in one game there, for example. And yeah, I think they've maybe... friend of the show. Friend of the show, Ali Farouk. <laughs> was friend of the show, yeah. Did he hit it? Uh, yeah, he hit it, a six yeah. off oh, the I last ball. To win. What a cricket. But, I think they've maybe beaten Stumel and sides that are above that. You know, maybe they've, they've, they'll have run Grange close on occasions, stuff like that. They're, you know, fair dues to them with lack of resources as a club in terms of facilities. You know, he's a cracking player and they've got some cracking players across the, across the team, to be honest with you. Nice. Nice. Mm-hmm. So he's getting us off to a flyer. So he's getting yeah. us off to a flyer, yeah. They'll have, they'll have won the league actually a couple of times then the CC and I think they lost did they lose out in the playoff to Nigel? Think I'm not so. Absolutely sure. Yeah, they, I they think... were in the prem, they were in the like the senior leagues for years before, and then they yeah. fell down a little bit. I mean, I think they almost went kind of bust. They didn't play for a season and whatnot, yeah. and um, they came flying back through. And um, yeah, they've definitely played a playoff, and I think on occasion they they didn't play a playoff. They won the league and didn't play. I think Stumel. They beat Stumel. Stumel played the playoff and won through. So it just goes to kind of show the, the, the sort of quality they had. Um, yeah. Who's opening the bat with Cash then, Pete? Cash. Up with Cash is a... This guy is actually a fellow MCC player. Um, and I'm, I'm, I must admit, I'm going a bit on weight of statistics because having played against him a few times, I feel he's a, he's a good player. He accumulates runs with a very... Interesting technique and a very good pull shot. A guy called Andrew Kosh, who plays for Edinburgh Ackies. Ah. Um, so in the last couple of years, you see him sort of top three or four of the run scorers. Um, he runs, he does a great job with that club, to be honest with you. He does a lot for the club in terms of keeping it going. Um, which I mean, they're an established club, obviously, Edinburgh Ackies, but I think he's a guy who scores four or 500 runs in, in a league season, which in, in the East Championship is is actually pretty good because you're not playing every week, dodgy wickets. Um, he's a very good pull, got a very good pull shot. He's 
I mean, I, I feel like you always feel as a bowler, you've got a good chance of getting him out. And he's kept wicket and, I, and, and on occasion. And I think, geez, he's the shocking keeper. But my God, he's. Uh, <laughs> but 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 he's, he does get he does get runs he does get runs and um and he's been kicking around the league scoring runs and keeping that club going with weight of runs for years and years. So fair do to him, you know. Fair play, Ed Marakis. That's a funny one. I can't remember ever playing against Ed Marakis in in any form of cricket, like youth it's, cricket or anything like that. It's funny that because you'd think you know affiliated to a school, yeah. you know. They've got a nice ground up at Inverleith, uh, uh, sort of Inverleith area. Yeah. Um, I mean, they've produced some decent players in the past. I think kicked to sort of maybe out of school, have gone to Grange or whatnot. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think I don't know if they, I don't know where they're going next. But uh, nah. but where'd no, he's go? he. I sorry. Where would you go for like a pint after a game with clubs like that? Like if you're at Marchmont, you just go up to like the Argyle Bar or something. So a month. Marchmont, we were sponsored by the Golf Tavern. Um, oh, over, and then we, more, more recently, I say we, um, <laughs> I can't help myself, uh, but they, more recently, they've been sponsored by um, sort of gin bar over, I can't, 56 North, that's what it's called. Oh, over that's by, a great boozer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, good to during the festival. So they've been sponsored by them. So it's always, to be honest with you, the opposition, and that's the thing that's probably been lost in the game probably over 10 years, is the opposition don't come back for a drink as much. Um, but Marchman, we had a little like an honesty bar there. Um, but some, a lot of the clubs in the top, of, in the higher end of it, of the championship, have got a bar at their ground, and um, you always stick around, you know, if you can. Yeah. To be fair, if I had forty-five overs of you screaming at me, I probably wouldn't want to go for a drink either. Well, that's it. That's it. I don't blame you. And I think a lot of teams thought that, and a lot of teams, I normally would sort of sheepishly appear at the bar and try and sort of politely apologise. My way around the bar <laughs> for calling them assholes for the best part of five hours. Fucking pitch it up. <laughs> <laughs> and that's Pete. just to my own teammates. <laughs> Pete, there's not yeah. enough of that. There's too many people that tiptoe around it, you know? Someone's yeah. not doing something, just tell them that maybe they will actually pitch it up. Yeah, yeah. Or bowl it halfway up the middle. Top, or pitch it in get... Liam's case. <laughs> <laughs> In the top league in Esca, do they have umpires? In in the championship, yeah. In the championship, yeah. they do. Yeah. Um, good, good. But not in one. And geez, I tell you, that's a big issue. It's a big issue. <laughs> Come on, then, let's have it. Have you had some shockers in your time? Oh, mate, we had. Um, well, I actually, funny enough, I actually a friend of mine who was also at Marchman, guy called James Blackman. We actually put an idea together that there should be nine teams in a league, and the team that aren't playing should provide. Uh, umpires for the game for the games when for the for the game they're not playing if that makes sense because yeah. at least they'd be more independent than having your own guys i mean i remember playing a game two years ago against holy cross where we were we you know we were they were they were chasing about 180 or whatnot and their umpires they, they were sort of standing off the back foot and playing french cricket and it was hitting the pads in front of all three and the umpires were like not out, not out. And I was just like, this is, I was captain. I was like, this is ridiculous. I mean, this is absolutely ridiculous, you know? And, and, and um, I went, I actually said, this is fucking ridiculous. And the, the umpire turned to me and went, don't you fucking, fucking swear at me. <laughs> <laughs> and then the batsman sat down, the batsman sat on the pitch and said, we're not carrying on anymore, you know, like this. And I was like, we've well, not done anything wrong, you know? 
Um, <laughs> so yeah, you've seen a few like that, and I'm not going to lie, I've had a few uh, level one offences from for, for, uh, issues of this nature in the past. That is class. Right, mm. best player always bats at three. Who's your three? Oh, you know who my number three is, Liam. This guy, in my opinion, should have been uh, in your all-time uh, Scottish cricket non-capped players at 11. And I'm genuinely, I'm going to back this up in a second, okay? So my number three is Matt Lofen, okay? Played at Marchman. And I tell you, if you met anybody who's played in the East League over the last 10 years and who's played against Matt Lofen, they'd say, how on earth this guy didn't play a big club, one, and beyond a big club, two, is, 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 um, is unbelievable. I mean, Matt was an outstanding batsman to the point I had a, a check at his statistics at Marchman. I mean, he averaged, bearing in mind he's playing on a council ground every week or every other week, he averaged, batting average was 43 and his bowling average was 11 over eight years. Um, yeah, that's a good effort. And, yeah. you know, he, it wasn't just against crap teams. In fact, against weaker teams, he, would, he wouldn't actually get many wickets. You know, you play in a Masterton game against the Grange. He played the, the last Masterton game against played against the Grange he got a 4 from 50 you know against player, I mean he was he bowled quick right arm quick quick at that league quick at Prem League level and he, but his batting was actually probably more outstanding still he would sort of face any fast bowling play through the V really solidly and you know he would just, and once he got going once he got to a 50 he was always going to sort of carry on get a 100 but he always has to, I mean, the thing was, was, we had a good team at Marchman, but he was carrying it, you know, as well. I mean, he was, he took a lot of the weight and he was an excellent fielder as well. You know, could throw with both arms, a kind of freak. So, yeah, very good player. Is he, player is with he still there? Still at Marchman or has he moved on? So he's moved back to New Zealand. So he, so he was originally uh-huh. from New Zealand, but he wasn't an overseas. He had a Dutch passport. So he was working at PwC uh, in Edinburgh. And um, it was bizarre. I joined, he joined a week after me at Marchman and um, just through one of the guys who he worked with and um, a guy called Sam Peachy, unbelievable captain of Marchman and a super guy. And, um, and, and Matt joined and, and Matt was a big reason for staying at Marchman because Matt just, he, he was really disciplined. He was a really like, he, he almost wanted to treat Marchman like a fun club, but also like when we're on the pitch, we take it really seriously. Um, so he was a, a super, superb player. And you could see any time the opposition got him out early, it was like whooping and hooping and hollering. It was ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Cracking player was Matt. Cracking, no. you know, yeah. Every, every year he got a phone call. Phone call, Grange phoning him, Carlton phoning him, Kostorf, all these clubs were trying to phone him to sign him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sounds like no, a good player. I think player. you spoke well about him. He sounds like a good player. Pete, how did, so did, um, do you still keep in touch with Matt? Is he playing, is he playing New Zealand? Heck, you know what? He's not playing. He's, I, sp- I spoke to him a few weeks ago and he's, he's it's, it's absolutely mental. He had a, to be fair, the, the sort of last few years, he finished at Marchman in about 2017. But the last couple of years, he was playing a bit less. He'd had two kids. Um, and they kind of became a priority as is often the case. And um, that was a big reason for him going back, uh, back to New Zealand. So he's, it's bizarre. He, he wasn't playing. But when he played in New Zealand, he played, he played indoor cricket in New Zealand at a sort of semi-professional level as well. So, you know, he knew a lot of these big name players and stuff. So, yeah. Isn't it strange, you know, these guys, if they'd given it a shot, how far do you think you would have gone, Pete? You would have been one of the better players in the top league as well. I think so. I think he's the sort of guy who, he could have played for the, 
if he was younger, I mean, put it, he was 37, he'd be 37 now, but he could have played in the, 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 is it the Eastern Knights or whatever? I think he could have played at that level. Um, yeah. You want my number four? Please. Number four is a guy that you guys are familiar with because um, he now plays, obviously, at a far higher level. Um, but he played a long time at, at Glenrothes as Chris Greaves. I think he was, uh, um, you know, played at Glenrothes for, I think it was a five or six years, at least, before he joined Forfarshire. Yeah. Down in the, uh, and obviously he played probably at Premier League level for... for Forfarshire, but uh, for, for Glenrothes, but he um, he played at played at played at Glenrothes and really was massive for them in terms of getting them up through the leagues and 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 uh, I mean I think one season a few years back he scored a thousand runs in a league season for, uh, for Glenrothes, which is insane. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, and and he, you know you whenever you played him, you just thought he's a cut above, cut above. And I knew he was there as an overseas, but obviously he's qualified as a domestic player now and. Um, and he's on that. He's on that cusp, isn't he? Or at least he, you know, he's he's been on that cusp to to, to get into the Scotland team. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. Um, obviously, we we played with Grio for a while, and you could see um, total confidence player when he puts his uh, when he gets a run of form. He's destructive, and he scores. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing him score 150 for Cali against East. against the East at uh, Fort Hill, and. Yeah, he timed he timed the ball so well that day, and um, mm-hmm. yeah, I oh, I could see him scoring runs of plenty and uh, down in the Esker. But yeah, yeah, proper proper player, especially yeah. when he's on a run of form. Oh, run of form, run of form is crucial, I think, for him because I did I did make a point of having a little look, and I know that a couple of seasons he probably wasn't so hot. And I think if I remember rightly, playing against him, and if you could see not scored over twenty in a couple of weeks, you were like, well, we'll, we'll get him early, we'll get him early. But if he was tunning up, you were like, oh, geez, might as well set the yeah. field. His, his innings against your old boys, Stoney with Dice, last year was supposed to be ridiculous. Yeah. Wally said he's not seen striking like it. He hit 180 or something, didn't he? Off like yeah. 25 overs or something daft. Yeah. Ridiculous. I know, it, I know it was at Dice, but still, you've got to be striking it well, don't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, good player. Who's your five then, Pete? Number five, okay. I've got so many options here at five, but um, went for a guy who um, is kind of a bit of a store of the East League and kind of gave it, I think he gave up about maybe four years ago now, but a guy called Charlie Ellis who played at Holy Cross. Um, he, uh, a really good batsman, just a really solid, solid batsman. You, you, know, you play against him, you think, he wouldn't score. He wasn't a flashy player. Just played through the V, good through the offside. Didn't play across the line much. Really, like pleasant guy to play against. And he, you know, in terms of it was annoying because he was a really nice guy, and he'd be like, "Oh yeah, great, you've scored a hundred against us again." You know, like that. <laughs> um, uh, he, I, you know, he's sort of guy who kind of would every season from about 2010 to 15, 16, he was averaging 45, 50 with the bat. At, a, a, at essentially championship level, which is pretty damn good. Um, he could bowl a few kind of really slow, swingy things. But to be honest with you, there's a whole host of other batsmen who could put the slot in at that level. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, slot. There's there's a whole list of them, to be honest with you. But he, he just yeah. always impressed me. He always scored runs against us. He was just a good guy as well. 
Yeah, excuse my ignorance, Pete, but where the Holy Cross play? Where's which part? Of Again, Holy Cross play. If you, 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 I mean, you'd be familiar with where Stumel play. It's just literally along Berry Road, a little bit further. They play on a, a ground I think is owned by Stumel, just uh, along there. Um, it's a decent track, actually, decent track. Is it, the, is it just the other side of the rugby pitch? Other side of the stand, yeah. Other yeah, side yeah. of the stand, nice. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, they're going through. They're going through pretty tough times now. And I know he hasn't played in a wee while, Charlie Ellis. Um, but as a club, I think they're kind of. It's a bit of a shame, but without a kind of youth setup and, and maybe a few players, they had a really good side probably 10, 12, 10, 8, 10 years ago. But all their players are probably were at that age around forty, and now they've all given up, and mm. it's really tough, I imagine, for them. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It's often the case when you get like a, a good batch, they'll eventually come to the end and it's what they've left behind is what's important. Yeah. Um, who's your six, Pete? Six, we'll go for a, I'm going to go, I'm going to make a last minute change to what I've written down here and go for a guy called Tarek Aziz, who plays at Dunakir, right? Uh-huh. Now, Dun- I just thought, I'd, you know, he is a, a very much a sort of flair blacks, batsman for Dunakir. Um, they play on a real cabbage patch of a ground out in Kakodi on this dreadful slope, uncovered pitch, dreadful changing rooms. And, and uh, but he um, is one of these guys who sort of comes in at that a- area around five or six and he'll blah, it'll dig him out of trouble if he needs to, in terms of if they're you know 20 for four, he'll come out and he'll get a quick 50. Uh, or he'll just settle in and take a team from 150 out to 250, no bother at all. You know, very powerful batsman, quite similar, I would say, in terms of his flair to sort of a Cash Hussain type player. Oh, still, still here. I'm still here. Ah, he's still here. Still here. Um, so, yeah, um, so, yeah, no, I would go for Tarek Aziz. Good, good bowler. And, um, you know, they've come right through, the, they've come through the leagues as well. Um, they were called Kismet, I think, back a long time yeah. ago. And they've, Come, come over there, and you know he's he's. You've had people like him and a guy called Steve Rowley, who I think has been all around the five clubs. Ah, he has. Um, yeah, he used to play for yeah. Fruki. Yeah, play for. I remember Fruki. being shit scared of him when I was younger. Uh, <laughs> I knew was shit scared of him years ago. <laughs> uh, and, and 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 like those two often sort of accumulate a lot of runs for them. To be fair, so uh, so I, I, yeah, he's, I, you know, you look at his stats, and he's he's the, the, either him or Rowley could fit into that slot and. Uh, and get you some runs. So, so what you got a keeper at seven? Keeper at seven. I've got a keeper at seven. I've got a keeper at seven. Um, he played, uh, or he still plays a wee bit out of Pennycook. A guy called uh, Matthew Falls. Oh, yes. I yeah. Know yeah. 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 So he, uh, yeah, just good hands, good keeper. Uh, like, I know he's played at Pennycook for years and years. And um, when he came down at Esker Championship level, he was getting. I don't think he probably had much, got many runs at National League level, but when he was at, champ, at ESCA level, he was getting probably averaging 40, 50, really good through that offside, just hammer. Yeah, I remember he's got a ton against us at Marchman one year, just hammered everything through, extra cover, and, and just, and, and, and you know, he was kind of just scoring for fun. Good player, good player. I remember he always looked really good, played straight. Yeah, yeah always looked like he, he, could, he could score runs. Yeah, I think all around at Pennycook as well. Oh, without a doubt, one of my favourites. One of my favourites. Love Pennycook as a ground. Um, You know, they've actually 
that that's that penny cook is a shame because a lot of their players have moved on and whatnot to Stu Mel and the likes. But mm-hmm. that kind of age group of player, we saw a, quite a bit of at Marchmont when we were up in the championship, and um, they, all, they they had a good set of guys there. Chris Ashforth, I think it was, and uh, yeah. Chris Steele. Yeah. Steele. Um, and they could all they could all play and a lovely ground, and you thought that was a real opportunity for them. And I think they've gone back a bit. I think they took themselves out of the league and whatnot. But Matt Foles always impressed me as good keeper, really kind of you know he set a good example for a, a club that's trying to produce young players and whatnot as well. So fair do stuff. Yeah, I, I actually grew up. Uh, Matty Foles the same age as me, and he uh, he used to play at Perth, Perth, mm-hmm. and uh, he was actually quite a decent decent bat. And I think he pulled some leggies back then. But yeah, Mighty Falls, you're good lad. You're good lad. I didn't know yeah. he was uh, still playing at Pennycook. Yeah. So that's your keeper, right? Your bowler, Pete. What you got? Into, What's your bowler, Pete? You, so you just got all daubles like you? Is it just uh, a little uh, slow <laughs> pace? <laughs> uh, yeah. I've just done that. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, no, I've got it to be fair. I have, you've got to have a few dibbly doublers if you're playing at. Uh, <laughs> I've got one who's a real classic Dibley Dobbler who's who but but who's played I know he's sort of played at a few other clubs um back in the day and whatnot, but he plays at Kelso now, a guy called Craig Adams. Is it Craig? Oh, okay. Yeah, he used to play at Harriet's. Played at Harriet's, played at Kostorfin, I think. Um but he's kind of an all rounder in at eight, to be honest with you. Because I mean he if you you know, Kelso, he's kind of getting twenty five wickets a season, scoring 300 runs a season, bowling sort of little swingers, little mo- ones that move off the seam and whatnot. Um, and I think, again, he's another guy who's at that club at Kelso. He's, I don't know, a wee bit older than me, I think. I probably put him at late 30s. And the rest of their team are pretty young. And they've got a, a decent role model there to look up to as a, as a guy who can just play club cricket, who keeps going and does, does a lot for the club, I think. But he's always in, a ma- in about it. I don't know how successful he's been when he's gone up to Harriet's and whatnot. I don't know if he's ever kind of uh, done anything there, but but he's certainly done the business at, at Kelso over the years. Yeah, no, he played for Harriet's pretty consistently for a couple of seasons anyway, and then he obviously went back down and play, to play for Kelso. Mm-hmm. Nice little ground down at Kelso as well, actually. Yeah. Lovely you ground. Kelso, have you? Sh- Shedden Park, is it? Yeah. That was, that was one of the questions of Andy Gorham, wasn't it? Yeah. No, I've never, I've never played... I've been down there, but never, never played it. L- lovely game. You want to, you want to play against them when it's their sponsors' day. They put on, they get a big crowd, big barbecue, barbecue for tea, superb. Yeah, and then you know, and then we normally get bowled all out for about hundred and bugger off home. But yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> I remember we played them two years ago, a couple of three years ago, and their pro bowled right armers, and we were forty odd for eight. So he decided to bowl left arm. <laughs> <laughs> we got up to one forty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love that. Yeah. Sad so times. What does what uh, Craig Adams bowl? He bowls. I think he bowls, he bowls sort of right arm. Yeah. Right arm seamers. Right arm seamers. Okay. Swings it a bit in the air. I, I mean, he, sort of not no great pace to it, but but very accurate. And year after year, he's one of these guys who's right up there. You you want to see off his his spell. He doesn't go for many runs. Um, and he always gets a few runs. I remember, you know, that same game when we posted 140, I think we had them again 30 for five, and he got a, he got a 60 odd to get them over the line. So, decent player there. Number nine, do you want my number nine? 
another guy you, you'll be familiar with my number nine because he's playing in the Prem now but he was a, a Sim Boswell's legend uh, I would say and that's Elliot Ruffin oh I so Elliot went was at Sim Boswell's and I think then he went, he went to Schumel and then he went to Harriet's uh, I mean he's only young but he uh but when he, as a young, I mean, even at Stumel, that was when he started to get pretty quick for, certainly for championship level as a bowler. Um, but at Boswell's, a club that, have, that's a beautiful ground, by the way, if you've ever played there. Absolutely Never been down there, huh? No, fabulous no. ground. But they're struggling for players, I think, now. But, you know, he was in around their first team, probably at 15 and whatnot. And uh, when they came up into the East League, he was... Um, scoring runs even as a youngster but he was mainly taking wickets um, and bowling at a decent decent speed for a young lad and uh, you know he never he's not one of these guys who probably finished with loads and loads of wickets but you just uh, he was probably too good for the level uh, truth be told batsmen weren't getting an edge on it he was bowling a bit quicker than other players and obviously he's gone on now he's, you know he's gone on in the last couple of years to play at Harriet's push it was he in Eastern Knights and whatnot and um, yeah. He's been, in a, there, he's been in a Scotland squad. He went away with them, I think, on a tour. Yeah. But um, I don't think he played. But no, nah, he is. He's a good bowler. He's always up there, isn't he, in the stats for the Eastern League anyway? Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah no, he's, he, he was very good as a young player. And he did, he did pretty well. Um, very well for St. Boswell. It's a shame since he's gone, they've kind of almost folded. And that would be a tragedy because their ground's stunning. What about just St. Boswell's near Dumfries? It's kind of the Gala Shields oh, or something okay. sort of around that way. Yeah. It's not a big yeah. place. But um traditional like borders country. You're thinking St. Michael's, uh or St. Michael's place. Maybe St. Michael's, yeah. I think. I think. Yeah. Who's your ten uh, Pedro? Ten. Ten I've gone for a guy who plays at Musselburgh <laughs> called Hemant Verma, right? And uh, Hemant Verma, yeah. So he is a um, right-arm seamer. And to be honest with you, th- Musselburgh, right? Again, they never even had a look in at playing at a higher level than probably Asker Championship. And they, they've come through the leagues and they've kind of kicked around the East League for a long time. But actually, over the last 10 years, they've had a, about four really good seam bowlers during that time. A guy called Rennie Collins, who was a tall West Indian fast bowler. A guy called Rizwan Ullah, who was, again, a similar sort of bowler. And this guy, and Hemant Verma. And, and, you know, year after year, he's a guy who gets 30 wickets. Bowling just, again, he's a classic East League bowler. Right arm, little nibble, nibbles it around. Um, plays with a bit of aggression, which I like. You know, you wouldn't get a smile out of him at all, ever. Um, not even after the game. You know, a few F-bombs here and there. Fine. Good. Um, you know, like that. Definitely. And, yeah, and, and, you know, he plays with, plays with a bit of aggression. Um, and, and, yeah, and, you know, him and, him and, this, and, and Rizwan Ullah have led, led the line there for the last few years. And I, I reckon he'd be up there for the most East League wickets over the last 10 years, uh, around championship Div 1 level, which, you know, I'm, I think beyond that, I think it's a bit of a mixed bag. But at that level... You, see, you get games that are on their day can be really good good games of cricket with good players. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Legs 11. Legs 11. <laughs> no chance. No <laughs> chance. Um, no, in legs 11, I've actually, I, I must admit, I'm a, bit, a little bit biased here. 
but I'm, um, I'm, I've, got, I've not had a spinner. <laughs> because truth be told, spin at, at a champo level is getting tonked, right? Most of the time across the bat, across the board. But I've gone for um, a marchment legend, Davy Sardesai, right? Davy Sardesai uh, is 52, and he's just, um, he's still playing marchment first team. Last season, they got promoted back up to the championship. I want to say he was leading wicket taker in that team. But do you know, you know, you see those tweets from that, is it the Scottish past tweets, whatever they're, yeah, they're yeah, from. Yeah. You look at yeah. the, you see the old score clips on a weekend from like the 90s and you'll look down and you see Marchman and D Sardesai's got a threefer. He's got a threefer in 1995. He's got a threefer in 1985. He's got a threefer in 2005. You know, he's, he does it every time, you know. And this is a guy he's just, you know, colossal in terms of just getting wickets all the time, you know. What's he bowling? Um, left arm off? He bowls, he bowls he, I'm, I'm doing left arm because ah, I yeah. can't help myself. He's right arm. He's a right arm, right arm off spinner. Um, and one of the loveliest guys you'll play cricket with. I mean, an absolute gentleman. Would have got him and his brother. His brother's an outstanding batsman or was an outstanding batsman, I should say. He's, he's given up. But both of them, it's actually laughable. When I joined Marchman, there were those two, and you're thinking, how on earth have you not played at a proper club? Like, with respect to Marchman, why have you not been playing? Because Davey gets 20-odd wickets a season. At, you know, a decent standard cricket at that age. You know, he can, he can still field a bit, even at his age. He's a good cricketer and a real inspiration, I think, for, for a lot of people. Clapsy, oh, that's, that's, that's a solid 11. Can't and say I know many of the names there. Sorry, uh, boys, yeah. That's an, edu- an education. No, no, that's what we want to, I want no, to know. Yeah. Cool. yeah. That's what and you've obviously gone around about the, the regions as well, so you've kind of got Borders and Fifers and some of the city boys in there. It's, it's yeah, I tried, to, I tried to split up. I mean, and there are some outstanding players. Like, there were a few names that I, I just thought I want to throw in there. Guy, is it Robbie Birrell at, at Frookie always oh. used to get runs? He's um, a Yeah. Um, I think I've probably only ever seen him when he's got no runs. That's perhaps why I didn't put him in, because he always seems to be up there. And then you've got, you, you, you know, at Edinburgh CC, I could have picked any one of five other batsmen there. Umer Farouk's a good player. Um, there's also a guy, Mangesh Agurku, played at Murrayfield. Fantastic bat. Um, but I kind of didn't pick him because he scored a ton against us when he nicked off after scoring one and he didn't get given. <laughs> so I'm not, I'm not, and that was about 10 years ago and I'm still bitter. So. <laughs> Mate, he's a fucking legend. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely no danger you're walking. Well, he didn't walk, but he wasn't given either, yeah. Well, take, take, a, take a few questions off for Esker. Favourite ground? Favourite ground at Esker? Pennycook, probably. Solid. That is a good ground. Yeah. Occasionally, ground. very good wicket. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, on you go. Very good wicket there, Hog? Oh, back in the day, on a good day, the wicket can be really good there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you get a bit of carry bone on that, did you, Hog? No, I never know, but I remember watching a really good game there. I think it was when Greenock were a very good team back in the day and they had all the hired hands, you know, like Weir Aratna and all that. Oh, you get to mention again. Absolutely. <laughs> piece. The ball that we'll edit, we'll edit. Yeah, um, we'll edit that, but I don't want yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He was pretty sure he was playing for Greenock. Um, yeah, a few like Scotland players playing for him at the time. And Stuart Chalmers from Pennycook batted unreal I think he made like 80 not out or something and it was a, it was a quality game to watch I remember going through to watch it a Scottish Cup game 
and that that day the wicket was it was a road. I remember playing there, and it was a total highway on a, on a late summer's day. Yeah, I love bowling. I bowled when I bowled at the penny kick about five years ago, and I remember thinking I was a really quick bowler. I definitely <laughs> was. I remember, and that's a really embarrassing. I must have been hitting about sixty-three miles an hour that day because I mean. <laughs> I really, I was like, I was like going to the keeper, going, "Geez, that must be hitting the gloves, really hurting you." I remember, I was like, <laughs> I was feeling really quick. Um, yeah, You're coming down the hill. Yeah, I was coming down the hill, uh, yeah. down the hill, da- down the hill, downwind. And uh, I was like, Lofen was at the other end actually, and I was like, "Geez, I'm bowling quicker than him today." Like, You're not. <laughs> the keeper standing back oh. that day was he? Feeling it was, yeah, a rarity, a rare occasion. Yeah. <laughs> What about uh, worst ground, Esker? With all respect. Worst ground on Esker? Oh, jeez, oh, there's a real selection box of awful grounds. Um, Roseburn, which is Murrayfield, next to Murrayfield, on a match day at Murrayfield or a gig day is brutal. Um, <laughs> with just people walking around. I mean, the me- I wouldn't even class the Meadows as being a a cricket as a cricket ground so i'm not i'm not putting the meadow meadows is awful <sighs> there was a ground actually that was no longer played dulloch park actually which is now a housing estate which is where kismet played and it didn't even have a square i remember playing that i was awful that was an awful ground brutal mm. who's the uh, captain your side Pete? at watson's no you're 11 you're oh this 11. side here this side here good question um Oh, I'd probably, I'd probably go for um, for Cash Hussain. He's got a pretty good track record, actually. Edinburgh CC, taking them to the top of that league. Good, good guy. Plays plays cricket the right way, in my opinion. Perfect, perfect. Yeah. And just one thing before we before we part ways, mm-hmm. is it a coincidence that uh, Marchford got promoted the season after you left? I knew you were going to ask me that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think it was. Yeah, I think everybody breathed a big sigh of relief, and that big sigh <laughs> lasted for twelve months. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. I'm sure all the Madison boys will be uh, chuffed. First of all, to hear you, and second of all, of all your hard work that you did there, and uh, your efforts didn't go unnoticed, mate. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, unless there's anything else you want, uh, Hoggy. No, it's good. It's what I talk about golf, to be honest. Phil, Phil Mickelson, two ba- two drivers in the bag, didn't he, at one point? Oh, yeah. What a guy. What a guy. I loved it. I, he's, he's, um, I still think he's going to win another major at 50. Do you still back him in most majors, uh, Pete? I back him US Open because that's the only one he's not won. Got to put some money on that. But uh, I just he's good. I just wish he could string four rounds together these days. But, yeah. uh, but I love watching him play. Uh, yeah, it's great. It inspires you to get on the golf course and then you go and swing a club and it goes about five metres in front of you. And no wonder he's got two fucking lob wedges. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. And then Wait. I think well, I'm going to stick to cricket. Yeah. Mate, 11 get... second place finishes in majors, Nicholson. I know. Frightening. Get him each way. He's had a couple of horrors as well, like having, having a two-shot lead before a play and blown it. Oh yeah, that when he played the U.S. Open that year as well, he, he kind of stuck it in the hospitality tent on eighteen. That was a brutal one. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still remember watching that. Awful. Yeah. Sorry, what were you going to say, Liam? Sorry, Liam. Yeah. 
No, I was going to say, come on, Pete, tell, tell us your Phil Nicholson story. You've told me it before, but tell, tell the viewers. My Phil Nicholson story. So, um, 2000 Open. 2000 Open. Um, I, uh, 2000? Yeah, 2000 Open at St Andrews. I was young, a young lad, up for my first, um, first Open, went with my old man, and um, Mickelson was out 7.30 in the morning on the first day, round the back of the first green, waiting to watch him come through, come through the green. Um, and there's nobody watching apart from me and my dad and these two other ladies. Um, just sort of a bit of chat at 7.30 in the morning. I'm super excited. My dad's half asleep, whatnot. And um, get a bit of chat with these two 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 ladies, and they're uh, um, American, and they're like, "Oh, we'll walk with you around watching Phil." And my dad's like, "See you later, I'm off." So off I went walking around with these two people, unsuspectingly, not knowing it's Phil Mickelson's mum and his wife. Um, and they bought me ice creams. They give me, you know, bought me ice creams for the rest of the day. I met them the next day on the last day, Sunday of the Open. He was kind of he wasn't in contention, but he wasn't. He wasn't in contention. No. Um, no, they, 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 uh, I, I, got, I got to meet him. Got, got, got to have a chat with him, which was super. So, yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. And ever since then, what a hero. Such a nice bloke then. And that was 20 years ago. Yeah. Class. Class, man. yeah. Love it. No wonder he was such a nice guy. He's winning, fucking putting 20 grand bets on and coming well, in. I'd be a nice well, guy with that as well. Well, indeed, indeed. I'm sure you, you always hear the stories about when he's won, not all the stories about the, the ones he's lost. <laughs> exactly, especially if he's taking 20 grand. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, that's class. No, thanks very much, Pete. I think that's everything you covered. Unless there's something else you want to speak about, was there a topic or anything you want to bring not, up? Not, not at all, not at all, lads. No, it's absolutely, it's cracking listening to your podcast so far. It's been um, superb. It's really good to get some of that sort of Scottish cricket content. And I think... You know, I listened to the ones with Mark Watt, super, really entertaining. Michael English, same. Been really good, really good. It's really good to bring prominence to the game. And I think it's really important because we're at a real challenging time here for Scottish cricket with not any games this year. And small clubs really do matter. So doing something like this is really important because, you know, it, small clubs could fall away if we don't kind of focus on and, and, and give them a bit of momentum over the next few while. And I know, obviously, Liam, you know, obviously it's Strathy and whatnot now and... Uh, you know, you've got, we've got, we've got to give, try and put as much into these clubs as possible because, as you say, you know, little clubs have produced some cracking players for us yeah. over the past, over the last uh, few years. You know, the likes of Mark Watt, the likes of Safi and Sharif. Goodness knows who, who's the next one. Yeah, yeah, that's no, it. Totally, totally. Who's who's the next one at Watts Owens? Must be some boys in the second team. Oh, I tell ready, you, second, ready, uh, seconds were dreadful last season. They got relegated, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Too much, too much CrossFit. Too much CrossFit. Oh, I think I know where you're going with that now. <laughs> um, very good, very good. Um, yeah, I think um, I think now there's a there's a few young lads in the sort of there's a guy Xander Abbey who's a seam bowler. He could come through. There's a spin spin lad who a spinner who played for our ones. I think in one game got absolutely tonked by Carlton, but. Yeah, you know, he's young. You know, it's good to get these guys in around the first team at a young age. Um, but the school will always produce good players as long as as long as there's a drive to want to do that and want to grow and want to be competitive. You know, it's no good just going, we're Watsonians, we play in a ground or a pavilion and we've got affiliated with a school. You've got to want to win the league every year. And that's yeah, yeah. Good, you know? That's good. Yeah. Super. Cheers, lads. No worries, Pete. Perfect. Thanks, mate. Thanks for your time.
Take care. I hope so. I hope so. I hope to see you on the pitch soon as well. Liam, we've never played cricket against I know, man. I know. I've seen you now, though. I've actually seen you. You've seen me. You weren't. Yeah, you took a wicket. Took the the winning wicket. I got taken off after one over. I think. I came back on. I I was there as well, Pete. You were, I remember. At at Manafield, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, cheers, lads. See you later. No worries, Pete. Take care. Cheers, Pete. See you later.